This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening Testing. live. Testing, can you hear me now? Um, if you just let me know, we just had, sorry about that, just had a few technical difficulties. Wicked, thank you for bearing with me. Um, it, lovely, thank you Shabnam, you are a star. Thank you to those of you who've come back and you've tuned this back in with me. Talk- it is great to have you all on the show this evening. And um, My name is Mary O'Kello. And I am part of the Teachers Talk Radio. So today's show, I'm talking about your why. What is your why? Why did you get into teaching? Now, I feel at the moment there's a lot of talk around teachers being burnt out, teachers wanting to leave the profession. Um, I read in an article that found that 51% of teachers wanted to leave the profession because they were burnt out. And 68% of teachers have thought of leaving the profession because of the workload. Now, when I saw all this negativity, I thought that it's very important for us to not forget our whys. Why did we get into teaching? What was that light bulb moment? What was that inspirational moment that led us to start our journey. Um, I know that mine was, the reason why I got into teaching was because I wanted to see myself in the classroom. I wanted to see, and I wanted the pupils that I taught to see themselves in me. I wanted to create an impact and I wanted to create change. I was always passionate about teaching. I remember finishing my first degree in psychology and moving back to London. And I didn't know what I wanted to do because initially I'd started teaching, a teaching degree. I left in the first year and went and pursued a degree in psychology. And then I came back and I was like, I don't know what to do, but I always knew that was my passion. So I went back to see one of my old teachers. And the moment that really touched me was that I wrote a letter to her when I was 11 years old. And this is me at the age of 24 going to see her and she brought out the letter that I had written to her at the age of 11. And the letter had said, what do you want to be when you're older? And I had said to her at the age of 11 that I was going to be become a primary teacher. And she said to me, this is your answer. Now go and fulfill what it is that you wanted to do. And it was from that day, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I know it's cheesy to say, but I feel like teaching chose me. Um, there's a joy that I feel and a love that I feel when I'm in the classroom and it's one of those jobs that you're able to see the impact that you are having firsthand on your pupils you see it on a daily basis there's something that they will learn from you every day and just to see that you are able to show up for them each and every day I know that even when I'm having a bad day I show up for myself but I also show up for them. So this um, evening, we are joined by some inspirational guests and they're here to inspire us. And I'm going to invite my first guest, Shabnam. I'm going, I have you on the line, Shabnam, if you just call back in and then I will just introduce you, Shabnam. Shabnam, I'm I'm not sure if you're there. Um, while you're calling in, I'm just going to quickly introduce you all. Yes. Hi, Shabnam. Can you hear me? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello, can you hear me? I can't hear you. Would you like mm. to speak up? I have put my thingy on. Um, can Perfect. you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Fantastic. First of all, I'd like to say... Thank you for coming on the show today. I'm just briefly going to introduce you to her. So Shabnam, she's 30 years of age. She is an English teacher, but I would say she's an experienced English teacher. She's been teaching for eight years and she's also currently the head of year 12. And she's moving into an even greater position. She's actually going to be head of English in the Easter term. So Shabnam, would you like to introduce yourself to our guest? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Thank you very much. Um, and thanks for having me actually on the show. Um, so yeah, English teacher, have been teaching eight years, um, love teaching, managed to, I guess, ride through the pandemic without um, dropping out, which I think is a testament to um, how much I love it. Because let's face it, I don't think it was an enjoyable um, experience for any of us. Um, and yeah, so I guess I think you know, I've been teaching for eight years. I plan to probably stay in teaching for at least another, you know, 15 years. Um, but uh, yeah, so moving on to be ahead of English soon. And I'm very excited about it. Lovely. Um, can you tell us what was your why? Why did you become a teacher? Um, so, I, I mean, I think the first kind of seed that was sown in my life was when I watched Matilda. And I thought Miss Honey was like, and the most amazing person now when I realize you know when I watch Matilda it's it's full of loads of safeguarding flags so I absolutely couldn't be Miss Honey um but then I used to play you know games with my sister so we'd like pretend to be um teacher and student I made my own little overhead projector um with a, a torch and a mirror um I used to have registers. If you go and look in like some of the books from childhood, you'll see it's got like a library, a fake library kind of sticker in it. Um, so I kind of wanted to be a teacher, but it was only really where I kind of thought, no, this is my calling was when um, my dad died. So I was 12 years old. I was in year, year eight when he died. And um, I had one teacher who just kind of, made sure I was like, I don't think I would have been able to get through that time in my life without that teacher. And after that, I kind of made a, I guess, a vow to myself that I would give back in the way that that teacher gave towards me. Um, so that's my why really, is that there are so many kids out there who, who need that pastoral support, but also within the subject, I think. Would you say that um, English is something that you're very passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was the kind of medium, I guess, of um, of of how I got out my emotions. So my teacher, um, my English teacher then gave me a, a yellow book and he just basically told me to write in it every day. So when I'd go in and, and you know, go and see my dad in the hospice um, and I'd come back and I'd write in it. And I mean, I still have that book um, documenting like all the things that happened. Um, but it was that writing that gave me that release and and I, I just wish everybody knew how cathartic it can be to write things. If I'm being honest, I think even that has touched me, just even your story and what you've shared. It I can tell that you're someone who is very passionate about what you do and even what you've just said about writing and how you used it as a release. Um, how do you feel that you impact your students in terms of writing English literature, English language? How would you say you do that? Um, so one of my, I guess, biggest things in teaching, especially as being a, as a you know, woman of, of colour, being an Asian girl, living in a completely rural area where... I mean, I don't think I see, I, I teach maybe one student who is a person of colour. Um, and I've tried to kind of, I guess when you're in a place where there might be um, students with different experiences and backgrounds, it's kind of, I don't know, I think we've kind of modernised a little bit and we're talking about how can we include black writers on the curriculum and Asian writers and things like that. But obviously we know that the syllabus doesn't do that. So what I tend to do is make sure that I can relate any any text that I'm teaching to my students' backgrounds. But it's, it's a bit different here because I've got things like students whose parents, you know, I've got students who are from single parent families, students who are um, children of... Um, you know men who are men or women in the army so those are the kind of things that are really interesting that I've got to try and relate to their lives so that they can I guess see themselves within the text and do you feel that there are a lot of teachers leaving the profession and what do you think about that um yeah I think I mean to be honest I think we've had 
a, a, a teaching crisis for quite a while and then the pandemic has completely exacerbated that and teachers are exhausted and we're tired and we feel undervalued um, and it is really sad and I think that perhaps there needs to be a big push in the well-being of people not just in teaching but in government jobs um, in particular um, that there needs to be more appreciation and and care taken of their well-being um, but for anybody who's, I guess, thinking about leaving the profession, I, I've probably thought about leaving the profession, um, I mean, probably about six times in the last three years. I've even looked for jobs and things like that. But I keep coming back to the fact that I'm I'm teaching for a reason and I'm meant to be a teacher. I think that's beautiful what you just said. You said that you are teaching for a reason. And I think that's what I kind of want this evening's show to be about. I wanted us to go back to the fundamental fundamental um, idea that we are teaching for a reason. We all have our why. We all have our reasons why we've got into the profession. For example, you've been teaching for eight years and I'm sure if you didn't like teaching, you wouldn't have been in the profession for such a long period of time. And I'm sure that you have made impact and you are impacting change. And especially, like you said, um, as a woman of colour, you know that you're not only representing yourself, but you're also representing your community. And I think what is beautiful is the fact that you shared um, a moment, what you went through, um, in regards to your um, late father and how you've linked your being an English teacher and how the actual, your subject enabled you and it helped you. Um, what would you say is the most, I would say we always have a moment or we always have a child or a student that maybe even impacts or you're like, yeah, this is my why, this is what I got into teaching for. Have you had that moment? Maybe you could share maybe something that has happened as well with us um, so i there's a student actually as soon as you said that i had in mind um she actually messaged me the other day so when she was in year nine i was her form tutor and i took her up to um year 11 um and i know she won't mind me sharing this but basically she went through a really similar experience where her dad was very poorly and um i kind of looked after her and and took her under my wing and I remember we sat in a classroom one day and her and I were crying um because she was telling me about how you know how awful it was and I started crying and then another teacher walked in who'd also lost her dad years ago and had also started crying we were all this like big crying mess but she kind of just said it's so nice to be able to see that like you know teachers are humans too and that you don't always have the solutions and actually her dad ended up um passing away on my dad's birthday Wow. And it felt like I remember when she messaged me and I just thought, God, this is like, I felt like I was I was meant to be her teacher then. And she messaged me actually about four or five days ago um, saying, oh, thinking of you today because it was dad's birthday recently. And she said, I still can't get over how, you know, my dad died on your dad's birthday. And, and it is those kind of little things that, you know, I know lots of people don't believe in fate and superstition. And I kind of do. I think that we're here for a reason. And those kind of things remind us that's our reason. Yes. And I think what you said about just even your story, even the moment that you had with your student, and I think it's very important representation and for our students to be able to relate to us. And one thing I've learned is that our experience, the experiences that we all go through in life, it has nothing to do with the colour of our skin. Um, we all experience similar, similar experiences. And it's a beautiful thing, the fact that your student was able to relate and to also share an experience that you went through and you were able to also go through her experience with her and I think that is actually something I think teachers need to remember that we are human and we are teachers and it's okay for us to be ourselves and bring ourselves into the classroom I remember when I was training that's one of the things that was said to me like don't leave Mary outside of the classroom and feel that you have to put on this act and be a different person. Bring that person, that Mary, into the classroom. And I found that when I was myself, I just started to enjoy 
teaching I just loved it and I enjoyed it and I'm all about impact and I'm all about change and influence and I think one thing is that students they don't really they can forget a, a lesson but they will never forget how a teacher has made them feel mm-hmm. and I feel like children and students and pupils teachers that they can relate to teachers that play a pivotal role in their life teachers that impact their life they want to learn from them they really will learn from them and I think that's why it's so important for us to have more teachers like you and honestly you even what when you were just speaking now I literally like felt a shiver go down by my spine and yeah I just have to commend you. I think you're an inspirational teacher, if I do say so myself. Well, thank you very much. Um, I think, I guess, all of us are in in certain ways. I think for me, when I realised that I wasn't just, my goal wasn't just to teach them English and Shakespeare and it was to for them to leave the place or leave the world in a better place than they found it and I was guiding them through that, that just kind of changed everything for me and I just thought... You know, sometimes you teach a lesson, you know, it's not a very good lesson, but you might digress in the lesson and talk about something that's really important to the world. And you kind of think, yeah, I've done my bit. I've done I've done my bit. And I am, you know, so thankful that there are kids. I mean, I bumped into a student uh, last week who was at the football and I hadn't seen him for about four years, I think. Yeah. We instantly recognised each other and we had a little chat and he was getting on so well. And those are the kind of things that you, you will remember, the fact that he remembers me for that. He's not talking to me about, oh, this Shakespeare text you taught me. It's just about the experience, I guess. And and that's really lovely. I love it. I'm I'm so thankful that I'm a teacher. And I think, and I'm really thankful for the kids that I work with. Um, I love teenagers and and I think they make us all better people. I think we all do it for each other, if that makes sense. So it's not just us imparting that knowledge, it's them as well. So um, Leanne just said, I think the big things in life are meant to be, we're so, sorry, we're so lucky to get to be part of these children's lives. It's so true. We are, honestly, and it's much more it's so much more than the curriculum it is it's so much more and we are we spend they spend a lot of time with us and it's during that time we have to think about how are we impacting them how are we imparting knowledge into them how are we changing their lives and we are honestly we are at the forefront so it's true children do remember experiences more than lessons we all remember that amazing teacher that we have but then we can also remember the awful teachers that we have and i just think it's very important as much as teachers are burnt out and we are all going through our own individual things within the profession i do really feel that let's not forget our whys and our reasons we're not only showing up for ourselves but we're also showing up for the students that we are teaching each and every day. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, if you did not get into teaching, what would you be doing? So if you weren't a teacher, what would you be? Oh, do you know, I don't know if I would actually end up being successful in it, but I would be doing something in events management. Um, I quite like the idea of doing something um, in planning, planning stuff, um that's probably because I'm a teacher and I'm a really good planner now but um I did want to go into events when I was younger um and I thought it'd be really exciting and sometimes I do think I just wish I was a wedding planner um but I think that's more to do with I guess the impact of Disney on my life um so yeah probably something to do with planning events management or or interior design yeah Um, That's funny you said that um, because that's what I wanted to do as well. And Leanne's just said that she was an events manager before she became a teacher. So I think it is probably to do with the whole aspect of planning. Um, Yeah, I always say if I wasn't a teacher, I would definitely be into events and be an events manager, something to do with showcasing events. Um, I wanted to also ask you, um, any words of advice for those who may be in the early stages of their career 
or thinking of getting into the teaching profession? Any advice? Um, so hang in there because teenagers are the most forgiving, most funny and most um, interesting people that you will ever meet. And how lucky are we to be part of that journey? Lovely. I think that is so true. I like what you said, hang on in there. Um, can you just share um, anything that you learned maybe in your first two years of teaching, any fundamental fundamental lessons that you learned that you feel helped you? Um, I think to be honest, I would say the one thing I, I learned as a young teacher when I first got into teaching was that it was okay to cut corners. And in your training, you're kind of taught not to cut corners. I guess it's very much like learning to drive in a sense. Um, but then when, you know, to do with marking and things like that, just like making marking grids and making my life much easier. And it was all about kind of working smart rather than really, really hard. Um, and then the other thing I would say that I learned very early on in my teaching career was um, the fact that it's, it's just not personal. It's never personal. It's not personal with teachers because teachers, other teachers are really tired all the time. I saw a few trainees had written on Twitter the other week that um, they were struggling with their mentor and things like that. And actually, to be honest, the reason why their mentor is probably really, you know, not very excited, not very kind, not very um, easygoing is because they're, you know, knackered. And I just keep thinking about that about the about the fact that you can't take things personally because it's just it, it is just a job at the end of the day but also those kids come in and the next day it's a clean slate it's a clean slate you'd know which ones are personal um because it will never ever ever end up being a clean slate but it's the same with all staff and students nothing is personal and everyone's really tired and we're working together on the same goal um and just take a bit more kindness i guess put yourself in somebody else's shoes I love that, what you said. You said, take a bit more kindness. And I think even for me, what you've just said is learning to not take everything personal. And I think maybe that is what I feel a lot of us do is that sometimes it's very hard to separate um, the fact that some things are not, they're not personal. Um, the profession is very stressful. Um, people are stressed and the workload can be a lot and sometimes maybe the way that someone may say something to someone and the way we receive it, um, we can often take it quite personally. But one thing that you, another thing just to um, say again is what you said about um, students, like, for example, they're, they're so forgiving and something can happen today and tomorrow is a new day. And I always say to my class, tomorrow is a new day, we go again. And I think... Um, becoming a teacher also helped me to be a more forgiving person as well because mm -hmm. I learned that when students or pupils do things it's never personal and they're learning for their mistakes and it's helped me to kind of see adults that way as well and I mm -hmm. feel like it's helped me as well would you say say the same thing as well Oh, yeah, I think it's funny because people say that when you become a parent, you become a different teacher. And I'm 99.9% sure that lots of parents do become different teachers when they first become a parent. But actually becoming a teacher makes you probably a slightly better person than you were before. Um, because you, you do even things like, you know, the way when somebody asks for help and the way I respond to that now than how I would have as, a, as an 18, 19, 20 year old. Um, and seeing children outside and and you know there's nothing you know more funny when then you see like a teacher who's well you don't know I'm when I'm out with my teacher friends and we see a teenager and we'll all go oh when they're doing something that most people would find a bit irritating it just makes you see the world in a different way I think a little bit probably in the same with different professions you know you see people differently but with teaching I think you become a bit more patient a bit kinder um and and maybe don't take life so seriously because the kids don't. They're so carefree. And I feel like um, it's good because it helps us to kind of adopt that mm. stance as well, just to be very carefree. And they're so unapologetic as well. And 
I think that's one thing that I love as well because you can actually just have a laugh with them as well. And it did they help you? I feel like um, what you said, I remember um, during the early years of my teaching profession, um, one of the like closest people to me, my closest cousin, my first cousin passed away. And it was during my year of teaching and training to teach. And I felt like my world had come to an end. And I always remember that moment. And I remember that I went to work and I got the news, but because I knew I needed to be there for my class, I feel like they helped to keep me together. Mm -hmm. And I think children, they pay, um, and students, they play a huge part and they play a huge role, even in making us better teachers as well, because we learn from them. We learn from them. They help us with our practice. They help us to just even become better humans, better people on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So before you go, any top tips you will give to anyone struggling out there um, who is a teacher? Um, just maybe something that keeps you going or things that maybe you live by to help you? Oh, um, <laughs> that's Sorry hard. to put you on the spot. <laughs> Um, I just uh, I, t I, I take it as when I'm the days that I'm struggling I've imagined that I'm an actress and it's a show and I've just got to get through it and I've got to put my you know best smile on and just get on with it um, and you know have give yourself those little self-care things when you're struggling things that you need to kind of help you feel you know better or to ground you or even if it's reading a book or going for a walk or like I like to do when I've had a bad day scream sing mysterious girl on the way home just something that is yours that can kind of vet, help you kind of relax a little bit so um yeah look after yourselves but also remember that we're on we're in one of the best jobs in the world thank you so much and um, please do not go please stay on the show um, at first, I just want to welcome any new guests that have joined in, anyone who's called in. Welcome to my show. And my name is Mary Okello. I host the Saturday show every last Saturday of the month. Today, we are talking to some inspirational teachers. We're talking to teachers who are training to teach, teachers who've been in the profession for quite a while. We just had Shabnam on the show, who is, I would say, an inspirational teacher. She's a teacher who teaches with conviction. She's a teacher who's not afraid to be vulnerable in front of her students. And she's someone I would say, I've even just having a conversation with her now, I've learned so much. And honestly, she said, remember your reasons. And I think that is a great thing to say and not to take things personally. And I should have Dan on the call. He is my next guest. I'm not too sure whether you are there. Yes, he is here. Hello, can you hear me? Good evening, Mary, have you got me? Yes, I have. Good evening and welcome to the Saturday show. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm camped out currently by a train door on the way back from York to Sheffield. So if you lose me, I do apologise. Um, but when you sent me the invite yesterday, I had a, a reunion planned with some old friends from university that I didn't want to, to miss out on. So I hope my Wi-Fi holds for the call. No, it's fine. First of all, I'm going to say thank you. Um, I reached out to you yesterday because after my tweet, I went back and I read what you had written and I just thought this is somebody I would love to speak to. Um, I wanted you to tell me, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, certainly. So I'm currently the headmaster of um, a Catholic independent school. Um, in my 18th year of teaching after 17 years in state education. Uh, so I took the jump across in September. Um, and I suppose I've ended up on here today because of a, a tweet exchange with, with Nathan Less and Copy where we got into a discussion about, you know, why it is people go into teaching. Um, and one of the things that we hit upon was 
the fact that actually I, I haven't really been able to put together in words the why I came into teaching, I think, until I joined my, my most recent school. And I think that's where you came in on the, uh, the Twitter conversation. Yes, it's great to have um, someone who's been in the profession, an experienced teacher. And um, what inspired you? Um, I mean, I think what inspired me to, to come into teaching in the first place was, uh, uh, and I, I talked to Nathan about this the other night, was, was the idea of uh, public service. I've always liked the idea of public service. I've always liked the idea of being able to uh, contribute to other people's lives. What it was exactly that attracted me to schools, I don't really know. I've always liked systems and processes, and I think it was only after the first couple of years in teaching when I realised that um, actually whilst I like things to be tidy and neat, children are anything but that. Um, and so I've sort of learnt my own lessons a along the way. But the conversation I had with Nathan was around the fact that in my most recent school I've moved into, um, which is a Jesuit school, Jesuits have a thing where they talk about being a, a good man or woman for other human beings. And I suppose I think that that would sum up why I wanted to come into education, is I, I wanted to be a, a good man for others. It's just ironic that it's taken me 18 years to be able to verbalise what I suppose I've always thought all along. That is, that is, um, what would you say is something that I, I know we all have students or pupils that we may come across that I would say they impact us or they help us to remember our why. Do you feel that's ever happened to you? Could you maybe share um, an experience with us? I mean, we all have those students that stand out to us over the years. Um, I suppose they're almost like little sort of flag markers along the way, like memory points that exist within education. Um, my very first form group that I had uh, at a school called um, Ernolth Community College in West Cambridgeshire um, was a, a very, very tough school to work in. I had a wonderful, wonderful form group. Um, and I remember there was a young lady called Natalie Dedman who was a cracking young lady she, she you know she come from a tough background she's done very well for herself now in life and she taught me that i knew absolutely nothing to do with behavior management whatsoever as an nqt until i you know i started to to have to sort of relearn skills i thought i had and i didn't um and i'd never i'd never dealt with angry before i'd never dealt with uh, really really emotional before she really sticks out to me as someone who, if I learn anything about how to deal with young people in education, she, she certainly sticks out in my mind. I was an NQT, I was 23 years old uh, and was trying to, sorry, the, the conductor just asked for my ticket, hold on two seconds. Thank you. Um, and she sort of taught me that, um, okay, I'd done a PGCE and I had a degree and I knew lots about French and German, I absolutely knew absolutely nothing about pastoral care or pastoral management um, and, and I think I learned in the three years I was this young lady's form tutor I think I learned form, you know such a huge amount about what it meant to be a teacher in a school it was more than holding the qualifications um, she certainly sticks out to me um, and then I suppose as I went through my career the, the various different schools I've worked in I wouldn't say there are individual pupils that, that stand out over time, but I think the environments that we work in in schools um, sort of form us. You know, I've, I've, I've done secular schools, I've done faith schools, I've done state sector and now private sector, and I, th I think there's a lot of learning to be done from the environments that you are in, the people you have around, the people that you have around you, the leadership that you have around you as well. I like that. I really do. And also because you are talking about so your perspective is definitely very valuable. Um, I wanted to ask you, if you were not a teacher, a head teacher, what profession do you think you would have gone into? If you didn't go into teaching, what would you have gone into? I think absolutely anything I could have done to do with the theatre in any way whatsoever. Um, I'd be working in a theatre if I couldn't be performing because um, I, you know, I always thought I was I was good enough to, and I don't think I actually was. I'd sell programmes at the back. Anything to do with the theatre whatsoever. Um, 
I place a great deal of importance on being happy uh, in my job. Um, I don't think I could have done a desk job. I couldn't have gone into insurance or something like that. I'd have, I'd have had to do something that, that made me happy. Um, teaching ticked that box for me was something that I, I absolutely loved to do. Um, so yeah, anything in the theatre I would have thought. Okay, and any words of advice for any uh, people who are in the early years of their career or anyone who's actually thinking of getting into the profession? I know right now there's a lot of talk of teacher burnout. Um, I shared earlier in the show that I'd actually read that 51%, this is within the last two years um, of teachers, when the survey was carried out, they found that we're thinking of leaving the profession, leaving the profession due to stress and 68% said it's due to the workload um, and I just wanted tonight to be um, an evening where we actually share our why so maybe someone who's listening who has thought of leaving will maybe listen and just feel maybe inspired to carry on and to continue and they will remember their whys so any words of advice you could offer? <laughs> yeah, um, the words of advice are these. I've heard those statistics every single year that I've been in teaching for the last 17, 18 years. Every year there's a new survey. Every year there's something talking about teacher burnout along the way. Get away from the people in the staff room who are a drain on your time and energy. Get away from those people who are sucking the life out of you in education. It's a wonderful job to be in. Embrace that and get ready for the fact that you can tick those surveys off year in, year out. I know so many wonderful, wonderful teachers who come in every single day, give their best to the children. They ignore the staff room windows. They ignore those surveys. I'm not saying we can't do better. I think there's a lot of moaning about a profession that is an inherently wonderful thing to do for young people. Give it a couple of years. When you've ticked a few of those surveys off, you'll see what I'm talking about. I think, honestly, what you just said, and everyone who has who is listening in, this will be recorded, and I'm so happy that now we have a clearer signal. I can hear you a bit more clearer. Um, I think what you just said is so important. I think sometimes, um, when you do go into the staff room everyone can relate to it there's those that are always complaining they're always bringing the morale down the mood down and to be honest it's true teaching is an amazing job i know i always say if i was if i didn't do anything else or if i was asked to do anything there's nothing else i would do i believe honestly that this is what i was born to do i believe i live it i breathe it i love it i wake up every day happy and generally with a smile on my face because I know I'm impacting, I'm making an impact, I'm making a change and, and I'm just showing up for someone and sometimes you don't even know you're saving someone's life as well. So I think, yeah. thank you so much for what you just said. You're, you're most welcome. I mean, there's a, there, is a, there is a lot of negativity in the profession. A lot. And, there, and there will be those that would say that, all right, you're, you know, you're standing here talking about this from the point of view as a head teacher. You know, I was, I was it's, it's a course term, but I was a coal-faced teacher for many, many years. You know, I've sat there and done the late night marking of the books. I've done, been on the receiving end of the climate walks and the book scrutinies and everything like that. But ultimately, you know, those, those connections, and you'll hear, I think you'll probably hear that word connection with children so much on your show this evening that is what continues to drive people to get out of bed in the morning and bring themselves into work and there's a time and a place to voice those negative thoughts but we can't let them overtake who we are as educators fantastic um would you like to share um are you so i will be i have some of your fantastic quotes that um, my guests have said tonight i will be adding them do um, on my Twitter feed. I honestly can say thank you so much 
for coming on the show tonight. Number one, I know you had a reunion, so I am even more grateful to you because you could have said no. So I'm really, 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 really just want to say thank you for your time. Not only that, I feel like what you have said tonight, for, I needed to hear it myself. Um, I think it, what you've said is true. It's not only be basing it on the fact that you are a head teacher, but you before you were a head teacher, you were a teacher. So you know what you were talking about. And I think it's very important that we change the narrative that is currently going around, that we shift this negativity and we bring back the positivity and we bring back our whys because obviously we all got into the profession for a reason, not because of the money. And this is what I say to my students because they said to me, Miss, um, if you were to die, would you be sad? That the child asked me. So and I said to them, I would not be sad because I said, I have been able to fulfill my dreams and my dream was to teach. And I said to them, if I didn't want to teach, I would not be here. I would not show up for you. And I think that's what everyone needs to remember is their why. Regardless of what is going on around or what anyone is saying, don't allow other people's narratives or other people's negativity to become your negativity. So thank you so much for that. You're most welcome. I'm gonna to have to go because I think my signal is, is finally no, going to fine. get out there. Thank okay, you. Have so. a lovely evening and enjoy your reunion. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Okay, lovely. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to head over to the news. And um, thank you so much for those of you who are locked in already. When we come back, I will have another guest on the show who is actually a trainee teacher. So she's currently training to become a teacher and she's going to share her why and she's going to talk to us about her journey so far. So we'll head over to the news right now. Okay, unfortunately, I'm not too sure. We're having a few technical difficulties this evening, but not to worry. We are going to continue. So um, the news doesn't seem to be playing, so I'm going to go back right in. So tonight, I have been joined by some wonderful guests. So we just had Dan, and he is a head teacher, and he was sharing his teaching journey with us. And he was also just giving words of encouragement, and he was talking from a leadership perspective. And he was just reminding of us of why we've got into the profession and sometimes how other people's negative words and negative ideologies on teaching can often impact our own 
the way that we view teaching. And we also had Shabnam, who is an English teacher. She's a head of year 12 and about to become head of English in her department. And she also spoke to us about her teaching journey and her reason. And she shared her beautiful and inspirational um, story about why she got into teaching. Um, I just wanted to know if anyone wants to write in the chat, please feel free to write in the chat. Um, those of you who are have just joined us, welcome. Please, if you've got anything, if you want to share your whys, I would like to hear from you also. Why don't you type into the chat and maybe tell us what were your whys? Why did you get into teaching? What inspired you? Did you have a light bulb moment? Was there something that happened that caused you to get into teaching? Maybe you had an inspirational teacher who you felt impacted your life. So... I know that my guest, I think she is on the line. If you are on the line, would you like to call in? So I should have Tanari Jackson. Yes, I hope I've said your name correctly. Correct me if I am wrong. Welcome. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, Welcome. Um, I'm just going to quickly introduce you. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to you for coming onto the show. Um, I thought it was very important for um, the guests that I had tonight for representation. So we've heard from someone who's been in the profession for eight years. We've heard from someone who's actually in leadership within the profession. And now we are about to hear from someone who is at the beginning of her career. So she is 21 years of age. She's currently a trainee PE teacher and she's in Sheffield, but she's originally from London. That's so interesting. And she said to me, she went to a school on the border of Kent and London and her school was very multicultural in student population. And throughout the years of secondary school, she found that the teaching staff had become more diverse. So I would like to welcome you on the show tonight. And um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your journey and what inspired you to get into teaching? Yeah, so um, as Mary said, I'm 21 years old, um, originally from London. I went to a all-girls Catholic school on um, in Bexley. So um, as a borough, it's in London, but postcode-wise, it's Kent. Um, really, we had quite a large um, catchment area, which meant that kids from like Lewisham, Woolwich were coming into our school. So I think that helps the diversity of the student population. I remember when I started out, I think there was just one mixed race maths, uh, maths teacher. But by year 11, I think there was five or six. Now, I think five or six isn't a lot, but because the school, like, Geography-wise, it was in a predominantly white area, but student-wise, it was really diverse. I think that really allowed representation to speak through. Now, I was really lucky that um, my godmother is now head of school, but at the time, she was, I think, in middle management. And so I was able to see for myself a black woman in a high position within a school. I remember um, I went to her school for the two-week uh, work experience that you have to do in year 11, I believe. And that just, like, confirmed for me that I wanted to become a PE teacher when I saw, like, how it's actually run. Because I think as well, even though I saw black teachers in other subjects, to be able to see, go to a school and see a black female PE teacher, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is where I belong. This is what I want to do for my life so I went to school obviously and then I went to sixth form two years and then I took the plunge and decided to move to Sheffield I um, completed my undergraduate degree at Sheffield Hallam on a P and school sport undergraduate degree and through some of the modules that we learned um, through uni it was really highlighting to me about like the attainment gap between white people and, and their black counterparts and how like going into higher education really 
wasn't a thing for black people. It was like the numbers were saying. I'll never forget um, going the first day of uni and walking in to this lecture hall and there were, it was full, literally full of white students. There was not one other black person on this course. And I thought to myself, what am I doing here? And I remember I called my mum saying like, have I made the right decision? Because that was like a cultural shock to me because I had come from somewhere. London is probably the most multicultural, is, it is the most multicultural city in England. Like, so I was going to somewhere completely out of my comfort zone. Anyway, I got through it. I graduated with a first class degree. Well done. Thank you very much. And now I'm on a teacher training program um, in a secondary school. And how are you finding it so far? Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have had real struggles. So my first placement, it started first, it started really early September. And I remember um, saying to my boyfriend, like, oh, they've, t- they've sold me like what school I'm going to, like, let me try and research it. But from the website, I couldn't, the school didn't really tell me anything from the website, from the reviews and from Ofsted, it was an outstanding school. So I was like, oh, like, this should be a really good experience. Similar to how I felt on the first day of uni, we had a staff training day. And so obviously you meet the staff cohort and everybody else. There was not one black teacher at this school. And I just, for months, felt so isolated and then I and then it it came to like the end of September and you know obviously Black History Month is October in the in England so I was like I want to do something for the kids and for those kids to be able to see somebody in assembly that looks like them but I felt as a trainee that shouldn't have really been my responsibility but I took it on because I I if that was me, I know the impact that would have had that would have had on me. But it, it's just really heartbreaking to know that so many kids are going through school, school life, and not seeing any representation of someone, somebody that looks like them. How can we motivate people, young children, to get into um, roles like becoming educators if there's nobody that looks like them? It's, it becomes an unrealistic um, ideology. Yeah, and I think um, what you said about representation, um, I always say that that's one of the reasons why I became a teacher. So I teach in the area in which I grew up in. I'm from London, so I teach in South London. Um, I'm originally from South London, so um, a lot of the children that I teach, um, it's quite, I would say it's a community because some of the parents, I know them growing up as well, so it's quite nice, but um, I became a teacher f- simply because of representation, whether it's because I'm a female, whether it's because I'm a black female, whether it's because I, they can relate to me culturally, whether it's because of the demographics of the area and growing up within that area, um, I felt it was very important for me. And I do feel that um, in regards to representation, I think even the fact that you are there, that is enough. It takes one teacher and the fact that you are there is enough I wanted to say that thank you I def I definitely do agree and I think your your why is probably very similar to my why Um, I always knew I wanted to become a teacher but it wasn't until I went to uni and a few through my own experiences as a young adult did I really understand because in that, I, when I went to uni, I really understood the meaning of ethnic minority, where you are the minority in a situation. And I thought to myself, like, this is how kids must feel. Because, like, who looks like me? Of course, I made friends for uni, but they couldn't understand, for example, like when George Floyd died, they couldn't understand what I was going through as a as a black person in, in Britain and so many things are happening. So they couldn't under, relate to me culturally. And I think that's one of the issues that we have in education. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that's like I said before, what I think, why representation matters. And that's why I think it's so important that we retain not only the teachers we have now, but we also retain trainee teachers, people that are getting into the profession, people who are passionate about 
profession, passionate about impact, passionate about change and being able for students to see themselves in their teachers and that could be anything it could be it could be to do with gender it could be to do with race it could be to do with culture whatever it is they need to see themselves in us and I think it's very important for us to have a why because our why will always it helps us it outweighs the bad days so even on the bad days we can remember our whys and we know why we're there um I wanted to ask you, if you didn't get into teaching, what would you have got into? Um, I think if I wasn't going into teaching, I honestly think I would have probably just got a normal office job. Um, <laughs> it's because I've the way I've tailored like my qualifications, I, it's all been down a route of PE teaching. Or maybe I could have gone into maybe PT, something still to do with sport, because I think sport is an, an another area where under underrepresentation is very highlighted. It's similar to what you're saying, whether that's being a woman, whether that's being black, whether that's through culture, religion, sport has so much underrepresentation under those um categories. It's really important that we push for those areas. Um, so I, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't a teacher. Uh, I think I would still like to work in schools but maybe not as a teacher okay so what like maybe a mentor yeah maybe a mentor I think um trying to still connect with kids I think or maybe some through something like through pastoral or student support maybe that could have been an idea um another route to go down and if I didn't want to be a teacher Okay. And do you have any advice? Um, earlier we spoke, um, Dan was just talking about how sometimes there's often negative negativity and stigmas and things that maybe sometimes people in the staff room and on morale that um, people bring and it causes some people to feel that they, it brings, I feel like the whole morale in the school down. But one thing that he did say is that sometimes you have to just step away from that negativity, step away from those who are always moaning, always complaining, and you just have to remember why you're doing the job. What do you think about that? I would definitely agree. I saw a quote the other day that said, remember why you started. And I think that is so, so, so important because... Schools can be negative. However, I would encourage anybody to go for your dreams, go for your aspirations, whether that's even if that's not within teaching, go for that. You have to, I think, anybody, to be part of change, you have to be involved with it. You have to be in it to make change. So do it. Believe that you can do it, even if it feels... I, I have massive imposter syndrome as a trainee teacher because I think I'm 21. These kids are like six years older than me. How, how do they even take me seriously? But I remember why I'm doing it. I want to, I want to become uh, somebody that kids can relate to. They can see themselves through me. And that's what I always remember. So definitely remember your why and remember why you wanted to do it in the beginning. And you've come so far to get to this place. The only, only way you can move forward is to continue going in that, in that right direction. That is so true. Remember why you started. Remember your why. Um, I think what is good is that not only, I think your representation in terms of your gender as well is very important. Um, you being a trainee PE teacher, maybe there's young girls, white girls, black girls, um, Asian girls, all um, girls from all different cultures. They're going to see you training to become a PE teacher. Maybe they felt that it's a job only for males, but they're going to see you. Maybe that might change them and shift and they may think, oh, actually, I want to be a PE teacher. So what about if somebody feels like maybe they want to give up, they're in their teaching career, they've been in the profession for a while, what would you say to them? I My advice would be um, try a different school because I remember saying to my mum, if my first placement school 
if that was what teaching was like, I would have quit because I felt so isolated. I felt on my own. But I think try a different school. Try maybe going for a different position within a school. I think, like, similar to what you were saying, we need to retain teachers. A lot of teachers at the minute, even pre-covid post-covid are leaving the profession which is it's it's not a good it's not a good look so my advice to somebody would be if you are stuck at your school or you're thinking is teaching really for me try and go to a different school and see if it and see if it um works out and if it's not think to my think to yourself like maybe can i be am i better suited in another part of area of school maybe pastoral maybe student support maybe as a mentor there is I think there's a place for everybody in education I love that there's a place for everybody in education do you feel that maybe did you have any um teachers that you can remember that helped you um in your journey like maybe when you were learning I know my English teacher um, she's middle class um, white teacher and the reason why I always remember her because I feel she's the first teacher that never gave up on me and she caused me to love learning um, I loved my primary school teachers completely I really did love them I loved primary school but I feel like my English teacher really was passionate about all of us and she made sure that we did the best she went above and beyond above and beyond yeah, I actually had a few, but one person that really sticks to my memory and I wish like I could connect with her, I would must try and research her, was my science teacher. I think often not. I wasn't the best behaved child. I'll hold my hands up. Now as a teacher, I think, oh my God. But anyway, I think often you can lower your expectations and almost write off the kids that are labelled naughty. However know and behold I had a lot going on at home and I really just needed somebody within that institution to really show show me that I could get through school no matter anything going on back home I think that's really important so remembering to to tell to to feel to your students that they matter and that they're important that's the difference that my science teacher made from any other any other subject teacher because she showed me that I mattered and I could get through education no matter the odds stacked against me and I think that's really important lovely I think that is yeah so important so just before you end if you could sum up your why in one sentence what is your why okay um my why would be I want to be a representative for all students um whether that's race or gender um and to know that they matter that's my why I love that I really do honestly and I know you've just started your journey, but you sound so passionate. And I think even as your journey continues, because you're just at the start, I want you to remember this conversation that we've had here tonight. I want you to remember what you've said tonight. And any time that you do feel like, oh, I've had enough, this isn't for me. Remember that you're not only showing up for yourself, you're showing up for all the girls out there that want to become PE teachers, but don't want to go into PE teaching because they think it's a, a, a job only for males. You're showing up for all the black students that you felt are, that you feel are underrepresented. You're showing up for them as well. So I want you to always remember that it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I will at you on Twitter. So anyone who is following, if you do want to connect um, or you maybe you're really inspired by what she said tonight, um, I will at her. Um, honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it has been a pleasure and I wish you all the best on your journey. And I know just from talking to you that you are going to make an outstanding and impactful teacher and 
all the students that you do come into contact, I do believe that they will remember you. And the same way your science teacher impacted your life, you will impact theirs as well. Thank you so much for asking me to be on the show. It's been a wonderful opportunity. And as Mary said, if you ever, anybody on here, just remember your why and make an impact on kids' lives. That is the best thing that us as educators can do to young people. Thank yes. you. It's been a pleasure and I've, I've had a blast. <laughs> I had a few technical difficulties no, at the beginning. Fine. It definitely threw me off, but I've learned sometimes anything can happen and you just continue. And I think, do you know what? Tonight was just a night where I wanted us just to remember. I feel like there's a lot of negativity. People always saying, leaving the profession. When Sometimes when I go on my Twitter feed, there's so many negative things. And I just feel like we need to always still remember that there's some of us that are still in the profession and some of us actually do love teaching and we do love the job and sometimes we just need that reminder so thank you so much thank you to all my guests um who came on the show tonight honestly it has been inspirational um I feel tonight's show has left me feeling inspired um Shabda's story has honestly touched me. Her passion for teaching English, her passion for just being able to share her own grief and her own life. And she did that and she's been able to impact her own students. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Even speaking to Dan, I think he reminded me of the reality of schools and he's speaking not only from a leadership um, point of view but he's also someone who has been a teacher and he did say he was on the other side and he did feel that for a while that he was quite cold towards teaching and now he's changed his perspective so I think and he's reminded me that sometimes we just need to step away from the negativity and just remember your own teaching journey teaching is a journey and it representation matters and we're showing up for our students. We are creating future prime ministers, future leaders, and we are doing a great job. And yeah, just to say thank you to everyone who has called in tonight, who's locked in tonight. Thank you for just even agreeing to be on the show. I know I had many technical difficulties, but overall, I would say I enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you to all my wonderful amazing and inspirational guest and yeah thank you and I will see you all on my next show which will be on the last Saturday in the month of March so thank you to all of you